2: This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com friendly atheist podcast to support the show. Uh, you can get ad free episodes, bonus episodes, all that good stuff.
1: Can we talk about your Illinois accent that came out when you said podcast? I
2: was thinking I in my head, I forgot what your... the word is. And that was <laughs> me shifting in real time. Oh,
1: I see. That's so how it I works. just have. An obnoxious accent. You just sort of figure your way through language.
2: Yes, Great. that's exactly how it works.
1: This is going to be a good podcast. Is it? Are we recording it, already? Oh,
2: I started three hours ago.
1: <laughs> okay, it's Thursday night. Hemet and I have both had spectacularly bad weeks. <laughs> I went out to dinner with some friends tonight, so I've had a couple glasses of wine. This is going to be an, a hashtag bad episode. But so,
2: Patreon is what she's so saying. So,
1: patreon.com slash Um If you're really into this and want to see some or hear some more bullshit, I don't know. How are going to hear do a the lot. Thing.
2: Sure. Let's start with Halloween and Greg Locke because I Wait, have an update for you. Before we we need to update. talk
1: about Halloween and how it's my favorite.
2: Crossing out my time stamp.
1: Always. I love to do it. It's the most passive aggressive thing that Hammond does. First of all, Halloween was amazing for me. Thank you for asking. How was Halloween? My husband and I and two of our very good friends did a Shining gag. So I was (laughs) Wendy Torrance. My husband was was Jack Torrance. My dog was Danny Torrance. Obviously, she had an Apollo 11 sweater on. This means something to you. You've never seen The Shining, I assume?
2: Uh, You've
1: never seen The Shining? Maybe. It's genuinely wonderful. It's so fucking good. Uh-huh. Um, and then my
2: <laughs> I did see your pictures of it, and it did look amusing.
1: Outstanding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my basically, what happens? Mikey and I decided to do. Um, to do The Shining, and then my uh, best friend from uh, college, Leslie, who's been on this show before, she and her friend Lauren were like, can we come up that weekend? I was like, yeah, do you want to be the uh, the twins from it? Which I know, <laughs> you guys, I know they're not actually twins. They're the Grady sisters.
2: <laughs> Don't
1: at me. But they dress up. The funny thing is, Leslie is- Who are you
2: performing for?
1: Myself. What are you uh-huh. talking about? Mys- L- wait, have you- you've heard of the- 2018 Olympics opening games story, right? Oh, because you were supposed to be there for. So in 2018, the Olympics opening game happened. Yes, my husband and I for a long time would do opening games parties because we'd love the Olympics. Right. In 2018, in Chicagoland area, it blizzarded. It was massive feats of snow. I, you were supposed to come. My brother was supposed to come. People in the area was supposed to come. Everybody was like, no, I'm not driving through this bullshit blizzard. My, I called my friend Leslie, and I was like near tears because I was like, this is the only thing I've, I've been having such right. a hard time. This is the only thing I'm looking forward to. I was like, are you sure you're going to come up? She's like, yeah, why not? I'm like, well, it's supposed to snow on. She's like, it's fine. Bless her hearts. It took them like 10 hours to get up here oh, from God. Louisville because it was truly a blizzard. Anyway, wait. All where that's, are we going with
2: this story? It
1: doesn't matter anymore. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Anyway, all that's to say, is that's my friend Leslie, her friend Lauren. They're like a foot apart in height, and they played the Grady twins, which was or Grady sisters, which is hysterical. It was wonderful. I've had one of the worst weeks of my life this past week. How was
2: your week? Also bad. Kids sick. Me home with kids, it mm. was a blast. Hemet
1: really hates when he has to interact with his children, which is a neat thing. Outside I've...
2: of work hours, <laughs> I accept it during, during work, work
1: hours. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna focus up. Let's go.
2: Sure. so we're gonna update people on Greg Locke because sort
1: of fucking god uh, this guy.
2: This this
1: is what the Does podcast he talk about you do. every week too, do you think? He no, should. No, genuinely. Does he think about me he talks all the like, time? Sometimes.
2: Sometimes. Does he think about me all the time? I feel like he does. Like
1: haven't met a friendly atheist update. As someone
2: who listens to his sermons, he does not. He hates
1: you or me more because you're a brown dude, but I'm a lady person. Mm. Who do you think he's more offended by our existence?
2: Uh, You. Oh, I was gonna
1: say you because you're brown. mm, I don't.
2: You know, I don't get the racist vibe. I just get the mega vibe, which is inherently racist. but it's it's indirect racism with him. Fair enough. Um, what he said. About a week or two ago, is that he okay. was going to hold another book burning mm. on Halloween night. He was going to not just burn books that he deemed evil, okay, but uh, witchcraft shit, anything pagan, writ, large? What does that writ mean? large, anything that is of the occult, tarot cards, books about witchcraft, divination books, all oh, that weirdness. Okay. But then it got even weirder this time because he's like. Uh, we're also going to get rid of board games, as if Jenga's a devil. I, yeah, yeah. So like, um, and Catholic statues and rosary beads, like because ooh, I do Catholics, the he says, are evil. And
1: Catholics, con- like bump heads, because yeah. I don't know who to cheer for because it's just two people yelling about their own special invisible situations yep. and he, i don't know how to
2: like it's one thing for them. him to say anyone who's left of me on the christian spectrum is no, evil but um, man going listen, after this there. is
1: some real 1960s shit you know <laughs> that like when jfk got elected people were
2: anti-catholic yeah, and all that. Freaked
1: that he would uh he would answer to the pope over the the american people or whatever we Love picking apart tiny <laughs> sects of Christianity. <laughs> it really makes us stronger as a people. He also
2: wanted to go after Dungeons and Dragons games and Pokemon. Somehow, I guess a board game version of it. Pokemon. I don't know. But anyway, this is what he said a couple weeks ago. And because the first time he did a book burning, like early, early this year, mm. got a ton of attention for it. Because book, uh,
1: book burning is because book burning is like a right wing
2: thing now. Yeah, and people like they must be proud
1: of themselves. Slipped that?
2: Bibles into his pile. So that was a separate story. Yes. It was... It is that was
1: funny? Tell me. Is that funny or not funny? Only... I genuinely don't know. I
2: wouldn't care either way. It's a symbol. It's what you make of it. But like, the funny thought was, if you're not even paying attention to the stuff you're throwing sure. into the fire, then we want you to feel bad. Because that's what your goal is. Making everyone else feel bad. That's actually a really um, good point. So, whatever. Yeah. This time around. So this is what I was wondering. Like, this is a guy who... As soon as he knows he's going to get attention for something, mm-hmm. he tries to up the ante. Of course. So I thought what he was going to do is he's upping the ante by saying, well, yeah, we're throwing in Catholic stuff along with all the stuff we normally do. And that's not the... So I was curious, like, what's going to happen to this thing? So I I go watch. Turns out, first of all, like last week, uh-huh. his church's YouTube channel was terminated.
1: Yeah. oh.
2: Now he also has a personal <gasps> oh, YouTube I channel. About, so
1: this is Greg Gl I forgot this is so I, he has I don't a know church. if you sent it to me mm-hmm. or somebody else did of like our YouTube page has been permanently taken That's down. That's what
2: he said about his global vision, sent that whatever. To me. But he has his own personal YouTube channel that he still posts upon. So I'm okay. like, whatever. It's not gonna make a difference. Do
1: you say posts upon?
2: Uh Post stuff on, oh. but like he also has Facebook, he can live stream on Facebook. Sure, he has he's all not the right platform by
1: any right.
2: Um, so I was like, if you go, it was hard to find his live streams about any of this on his own Facebook page that is live it was and he posts up. Stuff, stuff, right? Um, he only posted like a uh 20 minute hey, we're here, we're starting this thing, and I just want to pop in to tell you here what's up. Is but a ch- like a random church, it wasn't a three hour live stream of the bonfire because, I don't know, maybe he couldn't do that live stream. He just popped in to say, yep, we're here. We're getting it started. Uh It was weird. The only reason I saw any real glimpse of it is because other people at the event took their own live streams or took their own video of the event and shared that it's like I don't think this guy's
1: oh so you think he was, has
2: the ability to get his message out when he knows he's doing something purposely offensive which is kind of funny because he's deplatformed himself so much now
1: Wait, I'm not a 100 sure yeah. I understand so you're I was say, expecting so you're to see a three-hour live stream of this he's this actively not live streaming this kind of thing because he knows it's bad for his brand
2: or or he doesn't have the ability to because the just, Places. Does not know how to. No, no, no he he can't. Okay. Because the way he would have live stream is through his popular church's channel. Doesn't have access to that anymore. Oh. So it's like he can't get the attention for the thing he's only doing for attention. Sure. And by the way, the best part about oh, this yeah. live stream when I watched it uh-huh. got rained out. Hilarious. Oh, so it good. was pouring rain. Now they were able to get a fire started. But, like, ultimately, it wasn't as exciting for the people there because they're all just, like, trying to stay warm under their ponchos. So embarrassing. Um, And, like, you can't even tell what they're throwing into the fire because you can only videotape at a distance because there's too much stuff happening. Yeah. So, like, whatever he was trying to do with that publicity stunt... It didn't go anywhere. It didn't pay off. Didn't pay off for him. It doesn't mean he won't do it again, but it just, it didn't pay off in any meaningful way. So he didn't get the attention, didn't get media attention so this time around for do it. Do you
1: think it's that he's bad at, um, at sort of, uh, uh what's the word? Um. Promoting himself?
2: No. Or do you that's think it's people are kind of
1: over-book burning? No, because- I think what it
2: is right now is the vehicles he uses. He's like those Christian hate preachers that do strip mall churches, like uh-huh. the new IFB preachers, who say purposely horrible things because the they to t- get attention, rile up their th- the handful of people in their churches. But at some point, they know if I do this, I'm going to lose access on YouTube because I will be reported for hate speech, And if I lose Uh, that, it's YouTube audiences that they crave. They don't care about the dozen or so people that visit their churches and come to their sermons or whatever. They're playing for the... Online audience Who could They can radicalize Mm -hmm. Same with Greg Locke He has this circus tent He has the church people there Do you Does anyone think He cares about The hundreds of people He has in his tent No He is playing For the thousands Of people He might be able to reach Via a live stream And he is quickly Losing those opportunities Because he's so insane That like It's very easy To report it For hate speech To report it For bigotry and he knows if he loses that, he lost his best amplifier. Wow. And it's it looks like it's starting to come back to bite him. And it's just funny to watch that. Because if he loses that, it's like taking Twitter away from Donald Trump. Truly. It's not that he doesn't have ways to get the message out, but, but none of them are as fun. One. He likes owning the libs. He likes playing so that the people who hate him yeah. get to watch him. And losing that would be more damning to him. Than anything else.
1: Um, can I ask you? Do you know specifically how YouTube shut them down? Like what they no. clocked? No, because I because this... people
2: report these people for a whole variety of reasons and things, and like they don't say your channel got terminated, or at because least they didn't publicize. They didn't publicize that email. Like but they must
3: have
1: told
2: they may have they may have said you need to like we're giving you a strike because of this yeah. or you have you, you've done it too many times now like that sure. email exists he didn't share that Do
1: you have any concerns that you personally or we as a podcast are going to face any kind of if we're not exactly sure what the lines are that we cannot cross. I I feel like I know what the lines
2: are. I feel like I've been around long enough that I know what, I mean, they're not going after, despite what some conservatives and Republicans will tell you. It's not just the opinion that matters. If they're Christian and they're like, we think homosexuality is wrong. That is not hate speech by any different definition of the word on Twitter, on YouTube, whatever. Uh It's when they go beyond that, which a lot of these guys do and say just, we
1: should terminate, or yeah, whatever. Yeah,
2: they say these insane things. They say it so seriously; it's, a it's not threat sarcastic. Of
1: violence, a threat of physical shit. Yeah,
2: mean, yeah, I, I they sh- they have specific rules for all this stuff. The things that these guys do, Greg Locke, some of those other hate preachers, yeah. that obviously crosses a line. It's never about shutting down different opinions. No, of course. It's always about people who purposely say and do horrible, bigoted things.
1: I guess my the reason I bring this, this kind of idea up is, like, if they're not being abundantly clear to people oh, why they they're are. taking their shit down... Is there any, and this is me genuinely asking you, this isn't a rhetorical question. Is there any chance that, like, we are annoyingly breaking some Twitter rules by... No,
2: they've always made it clear to people like this, here's what the strike was about. We're warning you, if you do it again, we're going to get rid of this channel. And they're just counting on no one to report it. No one's going to care about it. All that stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah, it was... Interesting. I hope that's the case.
2: Greg Locke isn't terminated from all these platforms yet. I need to but that But he's CRS. getting there. I don't know. He we'll see.
1: Real, boy, oh boy. And it, It's one of those really sad stories. Cross that out again. Cross it out. I'm going to talk for a long time. I'm listening. Uh, Greg Locke is one of those people who, ge- I think, genuinely believes in what he's doing. And so the only thing that's, I mean, it is all positive that he's getting... Blocked off and doesn't have a platform that he's being deplatformed, but in his brain it's just another situation of like, oh, everybody's mad at me for being Christian. I right, think that's, that's, something his, that is that's his. So that's his hard for me to listen to. But like, oh, they're shutting us down because we're Christian. And yeah, it's like, or
2: Republican or conservative. Uh, it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. it's because you use slurs it's you're to a describe people,
1: person, and you're advocating violence. Yeah, so that's usually those are the things we don't love.
2: That's always what it is, and they never want to admit it Mm. um okay let's talk about uh this is the story i really wanted to get to this is about the irs uh because over the weekend i know very exciting exciting. um this is what we get paid the big bucks for (laughs) um over the weekend the texas tribune and propublica published a joint article basically what their reporters had done is figure out is the irs going after churches that that Endorse candidates from the pulpit.
1: We've been um, talking about this for a long time, and I want to kind of bring it. Make sure we're very clear about what's going on. Yeah, is that there's something called the oh shit? What's the amendment called?
2: Oh my god. Okay, oh I'm going god. through all. You do the
1: thing. Sure. I could have been smart for a minute if you wanted. <laughs> if you After gave me the, the opportunity wine. to be smart. Yeah.
2: No, it's okay. Here's <laughs> I, here's the thing, though. We have been talking about this for a while. Yeah. Atheists have been talking about this for a while. Conservative Christians Anderson? have been talking about this for a while. Johnson. Johnson. Um, Johnson. Christians have been talking about this for a while. And I feel like they didn't, neither side really got a lot of credit. Atheists did not get enough credit, I think, in this article for calling this stuff out. But just to give people some background on right. what the IRS is all about here in terms of this stuff, just about all non nonprofit groups, charities, churches, uh, cause-based organizations, they're all called, like, they're all designated 501c3. What that mm. means is Um, They're not trying to make a profit. They're trying to serve a good cause. And one way to get people to donate money to those groups, because Mm. it's a good thing to give money to those groups, if you agree with them, is that you can write it off on your taxes. It's tax deductible. It's a reward for you for giving to them in a way. It's a win-win for both sides. Mm -hmm. Here's the problem. Well, here's the thing about those 501 C3 designations there are some rules that the groups have to follow like they have to fill out paperwork every year with the government saying uh, s- we took in this much money this is how much our top uh executives or leaders got paid mm. cuz they want it's transparent that's the a point of compromise it. you're making.
1: I don't have to t- pay taxes that, and now everything we do is transparent, so you yeah, guys can more see. More we less, way, which is what, frankly, we want churches to do.
2: Right now, and they also can't endorse political candidates. Mm. There are ways around that. If you're the ACLU, you could say these are the biggest civil liberties well, bills we about, that were in Congress, and here are the grades we yes, are giving we talk all about these the politicians. Grades that they give people, but we're not they, telling you to vote for the people we give A's to. We we're just, just doing this as a public service. Letting you know how
1: they stand with. our value
2: system, and that's
1: how we don't get sued by the American government. uh,
2: They wouldn't get sued, but they might lose their tax exemption. Fair enough. So here's the problem with this method, which is that houses of worship, Christians and otherwise, but we're pretty much talking about conservative Christians Mm -hmm. here, they get an even sweeter deal. The rules are special for them. They automatically get a tax-exempt status. They don't have to fill out paperwork to receive it, whereas if you just started a charity... They're
1: rescuing souls. They don't have time for paperwork.
2: (laughs) If you started a new charity, you would have to file a lot of paperwork. You would have to wait for the IRS to approve it. Then you get that designation. Churches don't have to fill out (sighs) the same paperwork in that they don't have to tell you how much money they took in. Or, this is important, how Mm. much they're paying their pastor.
1: That is Extraordinarily important. Uh
2: Uh-huh. And in some cases with like mega churches where like the pastors, you know, they're getting paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The even church members may not know how much their pastors are getting paid and yet they still get this tax exempt status. Don't
1: worry. Even like nonprofits that are like transparent like that, they still overpay their executives and underpay the people who do the work. Not saying I'm in that situation right now.
2: But that why do bosses, you know that? Because they have to look up. Because you can look it up because they have to fill out the paperwork.
1: Because too many times they told me we didn't have the money <laughs> and then I found out that my boss's boss is making 20 times more than me and I can do his job in a moment and he could never do my job in 100 years. And anyway, fuck Everything. I'm so anyway, fucking furious about the world right now.
2: And here's the if other part of If anybody wants to that.
1: buy a big piece of property in Burridge, I'd be interested <laughs> in talking to you.
2: So, a bunch of cons- a also kind of bad week, a haven't? lot of pastors are also now just openly endorsing candidates from the pulpit because they realize we yeah, can just get the away world with anything.
1: Is terrible. And now, here's the men thing: men can get away with whatever they want.
2: They've been doing this for. Years now. In fact, like now starting in the Barack Obama presidency, mm. hundreds of evangelical churches did something called Pulpit Freedom Sunday. They had a name for it, where Pulpit they said
1: Freedom yeah, Sunday, because gonna- everybody's setting up barricades in front of their churches oh, like, yeah. you can't pray their, we're mad
2: their argument was the government cannot tell us anything about what we can or can't say and you know what we're all gonna endorse candidates and by the way just to make it clear to the IRS like we're gonna videotape our sermons we're gonna send you the videotape just to rub it in your face it's that so we're, we're endorsing taunting? these candidates. Yeah, so the IRS had every reason to take action, revoke those churches' tax exemptions, and they never did.
1: Everyone's afraid of the Christian right because it's a big well, voting. Block.
2: This is this has been the stand. This has been the talking point forever. It's like, why isn't the IRS following its own rules? And revoking those tax exemptions is it because they're afraid of the Christian right, which would be a political position? Mm-hmm. They don't want to like make it seem like they're anti-Christian. Is they're just massively is it, understaffed, or is it because they're understaffed? Is it because they're afraid? What's the deal? Um, so this is where this new article comes in because they're going into this background, and here's what they pointed out: um, over the past few decades, only one church, maybe two has lost their tax exemption. I did not know the specifics about this one. In the country. They said before 1992, before those elections, when Bill Clinton was first elected, a group called Branch Ministries, a Christian ministry, ran full-page newspaper ads telling people, basically, don't vote for Bill Clinton. That counts as an endorsement for George uh, H.W. Bush at the time. And the IRS said, you cannot use your Simply ministry cannot. to tell people how to vote. We're taking away your tax-exempt status. The ministry filed a lawsuit over it. And guess what? The IRS won. Good. So good. That's exactly what should have happened. There may have been another church that lost its exemption in 2012. But literally, there's like no details about the specifics there. It's, okay. It was just something a that was referenced. And
1: situation is not... Does not do you know, like, doesn't tell us that there's a huge issue in the
2: world, yeah?
1: Two, like, two things happened,
2: two things, and this is maybe, not definitely the one worst thing that's but happened that at means churches in the 70 years that this rule has been in place that says nonprofits cannot endorse candidates. That's the Johnson Amendment. 70 years it's been around, maybe two ministries that have been punished by the IRS for violating it. <laughs> And just to give a little more background here, when Donald Trump was in office, the Christian right got even bolder. Their violations became more egregious. There wasn't even they stopped doing Pulpit Freedom Sunday because you don't need a special day to do it when they just do it every week. And so they were like, the IRS isn't coming after us. We could do this all the time. And Trump didn't help matters. Surprise, surprise. Because he kept telling the public, I got rid of the Johnson Amendment via executive order. Congress is doing it. All of that was a lie. Like they would never repealed it. They didn't have the authority to do so. But for the past few years, we've seen so many examples of churches endorsing candidates. Now. I will say there are some churches like in Georgia right now that have endorsed democrats but this is overwhelmingly a conservative republican thing if the Johnson Amendment was actually enforced it's Republicans who would have the most to lose of course so this goes to this article from uh, it, from ProPublica and Texas Tribune this is Jeremy Schwartz and Jessica Priest who are the two reporters behind this they were trying to figure out what is going on at the IRS mm. that they're not looking into any of this Good or, for or are they like they filed the FOIA request they tried to get to the bottom of this here's what they found is out is
1: IRS under FOIA can you-,
2: you they're a public agency they may not answer you but you could try okay. here's what they found 18 churches they found over the past two years they have video proof of those churches violating the johnson amendment okay like they are endorsing candidates there's no ambiguity and then video here proof, you said. like yeah we know it's i would argue it's probably way more because of course. Like, i've personally seen video yeah. of sermons where pastors are endorsing candidates i don't know if those are the same ones propublica was looking at but there you go um, so if the IRS enforced its own rules, all of those churches should have lost their tax exemption. None of them have, it seems. Mm. And this is what the article points out. Uh, the IRS has largely abdicated its enforcement responsibilities yep. as its churches have become more brazen. Yep. In fact... Um, they. Uh, I'm going to skip around here. In response to questions, an IRS spokes, spokesperson said that the agency cannot comment on, neither confirm nor deny investigations in progress completed in the past, nor contemplated. Asked about enforcement... Contemplated? Yeah, if we've never thought about it, can't tell you about right. it. Asked about enforcement efforts over the past decade, the IRS pointed the news organizations to annual reports that do not contain such information. So the IRS said, "Well, you could look at what we did right over here in this PDF, and you read the PDF. You're like, this didn't answer any of my questions." I think
1: the worst part about the tr- Trump presidency is that it made me weirdly pro IRS in a way that <laughs> I am not comfortable. I know
2: with. Democrats are like, we're going to make sure they are fully staffed over the next this decade, and it's the like life that. Sounds I amazing to live. That's great. I did
1: not want to be the person who is like, we definitely need more accountants doing shit.
2: And we but, do. But we, but we absolutely do. Absolutely do. do. A and
1: hundred percent the thing we is- do.
2: It is not clear yet that if making sure the IRS is staffed over the next decade, it does that mean they're going to enforce these rules? Truly, we don't. We don't know yet. Because
1: if they're not doing this because they're understaffed, that's one thing. But if they're not <laughs> doing this and are At understaffed,
2: all. yeah, what's then, going on there? Yeah, I also don't get why the it's IRS like
1: Christians have special privileges I know, in
2: surprise. this country. I don't get it's that really the IRS weird. is acting like the CIA. Like we can't confirm or deny investigations. Yeah,
1: calm down, IRS.
2: Just, you're not that special. What are you doing? This isn't some secret national security and issue and then
1: go home and live your life like
2: they did point out, and I knew this, but uh, I'd forgotten about it. Uh-huh. Like, the IRS said years ago, because of lawsuits, I think the FFRF, Freedom From Religion Foundation, was involved in one of these lawsuits. The IRS said, in order to investigate a church, you need someone in a higher level, higher authority level in the of IRS. The oh,
3: of the the, the IRS. IRS
2: to sign off. It's like saying Mayor Garland needs to approve this investigation personally. <sighs> so someone at the IRS needed to approve any investigations into churches. And for... Like, a couple years, there was literally no one in that position. Which
1: is so wild to me because (laughs) at that point, like, in the mid-aughts and early 20s, like, the Catholic Church was an easy target. They were doing so much that was wrong and bad that, like, it feels like a really easy thing to target the Catholic Church and be like, we're not going to deal with this. But they... Even when the Catholic Church was dealing with a systemic problem of, like, priests molesting children and then not getting punished for it, they—that's not the problem. No,
2: I mean, look, the, it's just the so problem bo- with no bo- one in that position to sign off on anything is you're leaving lower-ranking IRS agents— to do the work of initiating a church investigation, which is a uh, explosive thing if you're going to sure. do it, and to pawn that off on like the 23 year old CPA or something. Well, if you fuck it up, and if you fuck mm, it up, that's, you fuck it up, that's a huge thing, right? So, uh, one of the things uh, Andrew Seidel uh, from Americans United for Separation of Church and State pointed out to those show? reporters. Uh, He said, like, because churches don't give the IRS any information, because they don't have to, by giving them enough leeway here to endorse candidates, he said the IRS is, quote, essentially creating super PACs that are black holes.
1: Uh, Because
2: people can just funnel to give to candidates through the church and no one would ever know.
1: Um, I mean, it feels very similar to Citizens United, right? Right. What is that? It feels similar to Citizens United. Yeah, you of, can
2: give and give and you can hide who who's giving and how much and you're it giving. Doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter to the candidates. Something that
2: the article pointed out. In response to a Freedom of Information Act request, the IRS produced a severely redacted spreadsheet hmm. indicating the agency had launched inquiries into sixteen churches since twenty eleven. Like they started the process. Okay. IRS officials shielded the results of the probes cool. and they have declined to answer specific questions, which raises, okay, a couple of questions here. You know in the past getting, 10 years, you know when you get
1: investigated and you're like, no, thank you, I don't want to be investigated. they are like, oh, okay, we'll <laughs> see right, you next bye. year then. <laughs>
2: yeah, like, are you telling me in the past 10 years you've only like, dabbled in maybe 16 churches? I found 16 last week that this are doing is this a la stuff.
1: Trump being like, I'm under audit for seventeen uh-huh. years. Of like, oh, you can say whatever you want. We're and we the, have the IRS ability to isn't look gonna confirm
2: it. or deny it. <sighs> and what's the point of reporting churches, which I've seen online a lot? Like, if you see a church endorsing a candidate, the comments underneath from critics Who are like, just with- report this to the IRS. But if no one's who's looking at your to take report, that
1: risk. Oh, everyone
2: no will, will report it. Everyone will no, no, report in the it. IRS. No one in Who the is IRS is to looking. Be the
1: person in the IRS um, who's like, I'm taking on the Catholic Church.
2: Yeah. And the well, the Catholic Church isn't the issue. They're not the ones endorsing candidates no, like right, evangelical right. megachurches. But some, of the agency said it launched inquiries into these sixteen churches. What does that mean? You launched it? it does that mean nothing. you opened up? Does it mean you opened up like the Word Doc or whatever, and then ran one away,
1: dude? And he's like, or yeah, no, this is fine. And you're like, okay, bye. And
2: then it's not clear. If they have done anything beyond launching the investigation, like there's certainly the boys clubs. No, no, we are talking about this. No, like this it is it. the
1: boys clubs of it all, of like I'm not going to actually inquire against my friend. Like these are people are ugh, whatever. Fine, keep talking. <laughs> I'm so it boils mad down at men.
2: the it. I have no idea where you're going with
3: that. No,
1: no, no. And just <laughs> the idea. No, the idea of like these people are doing things that are actively bad and nobody has been looking into it because they're all buddies. So I, they're j- like...
2: I, what I want... They're not buddies. They're just not doing their damn job. And well, they're willing I, and to protect no one, other men. It has nothing to do with that. I don't get why the IRS just can't answer this simple question.
1: Because people are willing to protect other men.
2: That's not the answer. Okay. If the IRS isn't going to enforce its rules, this is what I want to know. If they're not going to enforce their rules, what is the point of having them? All Like, if they just said, we are not going to go after churches that endorse candidates, say that publicly and be done with it, And because that rule would then apply to all nonprofits. It would have to, because churches are not unique in terms of their designation there. And just say, you know what, if you're a 501c3, have at it, go endorse whoever you want, and give the other nonprofits liberal ones included more power to say here's who you should vote for that's it that's what i want to see the irs do what i hate is them saying it's yeah we have the rule but we only selectively use it against maybe some people like don't do that No,
1: it it truly is like i know i hit the like white male drum all the time but it to me it feel i've worked in companies that have like higher ups and powerful people, powerful men are willing to protect each other. And so I just do not believe that if you reported something to somebody in the Catholic Church that was happening, I don't... Well,
2: within the Catholic Church, sure. I do not... I I don't know of any links where the IRS is trying to protect the church because it's buddy-buddy with the church. I think they're just not doing their damn job because maybe, again, this is us being conspiratorial here because there are no answers. Are they doing it because they're afraid of the blowback? Which that's horrible that's a horrible reason not to do something like audit the gym, a rich person buddy
1: buddy situation that's um, all i'm saying
2: i, I disagree could be wrong. or is it because they're just they don't have the staff or because they don't want to do that particular job they want to focus i mean this is the same reason people want the irs that we're saying, like, yeah, go go, have, yeah. go have, do audits. You want rich people to be audited if mm. they are cheating the system. You want that to happen, but why isn't the IRS going after those people? Because it's a lot easier to go after lower-hanging fruit. Mm. So, like, good, give them more staff. Give them the budget they need to do it because if they tackle these issues, they're going to make back way more than they're spending. It happens every time.
1: Yeah, listen, and and I 100% could be wrong and drunk and stupid, but I just believe that men in power protect other men in power, and whether that's the exact thing that happened, I just... Nope. I have
2: no reason to think that one,
1: and yet, and so, yet, I have every reason to think it because I've moved <laughs> through the world for thirty-seven years as a woman observing men protecting each other, and this is how I am feeling about that.
2: I will move on. The irony in all of this don't to me—I me. don't care. <laughs> the irony in I all of this is that. The churches that are trying to repeal the Johnson Amendment, uh-huh. or at least trying to go to the IRS, they want the, the reason the Pulpit Freedom Sunday thing happened, that they were sending the videotapes to the IRS, is they wanted the IRS to revoke their tax exemption so that they could file a lawsuit over it and just get rid of the Johnson Amendment altogether. And
1: didn't Trump try to get rid of the Johnson Amendment? He said and he it...
2: did. He didn't do it. Okay. He faked it.
1: Okay. All um, right. But Keep the, me. the
2: churches that are trying to repeal the Johnson Amendment, they say they're doing it because they don't want the government telling them how to run their churches. They say they want the freedom to preach whatever they want, including endorsements. And yet the weird thing, the irony here, is that by opposing the Johnson Amendment and demanding this right to promote candidates, they are effectively becoming tools of the Republican Party, which is that you're going to become an arm of the government, whether you like it or not, because now you would be expected to endorse. Every Sunday, every Sunday, conservative megachurches Every week they would have candidates lining up to try to speak to the crowd, get an endorsement from the pastor. And Jesus would always... I mean, the joke is Jesus is always a low priority at those uh, places. Yeah. But if churches knew they could give endorsements to candidates, they would never talk about Jesus. Of it would always course. be a line of Ted Cruz's out the door saying, okay, you have a church service Sunday morning. I need to take the spotlight for a good 30 minutes here.
1: I mean, it feel And I feel like I've heard... Uh, pastors and and priests and stuff not wanting the Johnson Amendment to be repealed because they do not want that to come into their church.
2: Yeah, there are plenty of progressive churches that say we want the Johnson Amendment to stay in place because we do not want our churches to become political pawns. Does that
1: feel somewhat naive to you of if we can't talk about... I
2: do think there are pastors who are like, I want to preach the gospel. I want to talk about Jesus. I know damn well that if you open the door to us being able to tell people how to vote, it's the only thing people would expect from us. They don't want that. They know a lot of progressive Christian people pastors especially know that separation of church and state benefits them too.
1: Which I feel like is something we've been trying to express for a oh, long yeah. time. But it's like really it's not pro
2: atheism. It's good for everybody. It truly
1: is because I don't think the state should be involved in like what Catholic rituals look like unless they're actively, you know, molesting children. But that's not, I don't think, built into the Catholic thing. But certainly we don't want the the government to be like, oh you can't baptize Babies, because it's and they're not and and they never and they're not going to and and that's the reason that separation of church and state is important. Mm -hmm.
2: So while we're on this subject, I want to bring up a different sermon that I heard this week because here's a perfect example of a liberal, well, in big quote hands, liberal pastor who used his pulpit. To endorse Raphael Warnock in Georgia, okay. and he trashed Herschel Walker, and this went viral because holy shit, it's a good uh, like minute and a half here. I'm gonna play this for you. It's about two minutes People long.
1: People know the writ large Herschel Walker story. I, let's yeah.
2: assume you all know that he's lying about like he's Everything. had plenty of abortions, paid for abortions, pretends he's against abortion, uh, this is and man he's who's an idiot,
1: deeply mentally ill, and that, that too definitely CTE. Um, and Raphael Warnock is
2: a preacher who is pretty progressive um so this is jamal bryant he is a pastor in georgia this is what he said about herschel walker i'm going to play you the two minute clip because it is glorious we will talk about this on the other side
0: okay ladies and gentlemen when the republican party of georgia moved herschel walker from texas to georgia so that he could run for senate it's because change was taking too fast in the post antebellum south. Oh. The state had been flipped blue and there are some principalities that were not prepared for a black man and a Jewish man to go to Senate at the exact same time. What? So they figured and they would delude us no... by picking somebody okay. who they thought would in fact represent us better with Warnock? a football than with a degree in philosophy. They thought we were Um. so slow, that we were so stupid, that we would elect the lowest caricature of a stereotypical broken black man, as opposed to somebody who is educated and erudite and focused. Y'all ain't ready for me today. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do. Telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022 we don't need a walker, we need a runner. We need somebody who going to run and tell the truth about January 6. We need somebody who going to run and push for the cancellation of student loan debts. We need somebody wow. who going to run and make the former president respond to a subpoena. We don't need a walker, we need somebody who will be steadfast unmovable, always abounding, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Georgia, I need you to know, the slave Negroes y'all are used to don't live here no more. We can think for ourselves, function for ourselves, and vote for ourselves. Why? Because we don't need a walker.
2: (laughs) Makes you want to go to church, doesn't it? I'm <laughs>
1: speechless. It
2: Who was good. Is this I'm gonna man? I'm gonna ruin your life in a minute. No, but,
3: don't. Can you um, just sit in no, this, this for is, a second? For a
2: second. This is Pastor Jamal Bryant. Uh, I forgot what church he uh, runs, this but that Georgia, was you said? This is in Georgia. This was a sermon he gave Holy last shit. week. And yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff. It's a full throated endorsement of Raphael Warnock. Which yeah yeah um
1: but. We don't need a walker. We need a runner. Honestly, that is outstanding branding work.
2: (laughs) The clip that I just played for you has now been viewed uh, 8.2 million times on Twitter, like 47,000 retweets. It's a lot.
1: Can you just Um, break it down for me why I should be mad about this?
2: Sure, I I will. But I want to get back to the IRS thing for just a second, which is to say if conservative Christians mm-hmm. want to repeal the Johnson amendment. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to happen at churches across the country. I, I had a, I wouldn't say fight. I'm getting fights. Um, I got in debate with about this cause here's the question I want to pose. And, and this is for listeners as much as you, are we okay with the sermon like that? Because that also violates the Johnson Amendment. And I don't think it's hypocritical of me to say, no, I don't like that a pastor is telling you how to vote, even as powerful as that speech was. Mm. My argument is if conservative Christians have decided the IRS is not caring if we endorse candidates, then I want to see more progressive pastors do the same damn thing because it's it's. Yeah. unilateral disarmament to not go after and tell people how to vote sure. with and by the way guys like this have better rhetoric like it would sound way better when you oh actually God, have a moral argument i would listen for to this man talk
1: for 5 hours about literally anything i was transfi- <laughs> i i am a person who is so easily brought over by like a really charismatic speaker right. that's one of my worst traits um tell me when
2: you're ready for me to ruin your life
1: i can I talk about yes. how much I like him for a minute? Sure. Or am I just gonna look like an sure. asshole in two yes. minutes? Okay. Um, oy-yoy-yoy. all it is
2: I, I just g- go back to the IRS afraid argument I to say
1: about to say anything because I really liked what this guy had to say and I frankly because I'm not religious I have no problem with people talking about politics in their church because I feel like the delineation between religion and politics when it is your personal self not the government you know what I mean so, well if
2: he's not speaking in a personal capacity no, no, though of he was he speaking isn't. as a pastor no, in that that's church that's
1: what I'm saying no, no I'm just saying there's a difference between like. A country saying we are Lutheran versus a church saying we're backing this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't fucking care. Like, I feel like no matter what we do, people are... There is always going to be conservative churches always lauding the most conservative candidates. And so there's a little bit of that of like, okay, the Republicans are constantly breaking the rules and the Democrats are so fucking precious about the rules and is that good or bad? And Mm -hmm. I don't... No, I don't know. I, I, know I just
2: want the rules to be the same for both sides. That's and if they're I not going to, if the IRS does not care about churches endorsing candidates mm-hmm. and they're not punishing the right wingers who are doing kill it,
1: the Johnson then Amendment. kill the
2: Johnson Amendment. And let's see more preachers follow what this guy was saying, regardless of who the candidate is. Because even if you don't have that speaking style, you can always make a moral argument oh, for why is. you should vote for, like, a more liberal, progressive candidate. I guess... Let's I, see that happen more. I don't think it's hypocritical of me to no, say that. I don't.
1: That. And I don't necessarily... I'm not over the moon about the Johnson Amendment. I, I'm aware that it's a law. And so, like, it, sh- it should be followed because it is a law. I am not... I don't know. You may disagree with me. I'm not 100% sure I... Agree with the Johnson Amendment? Well, I guess.
2: Again, I just want the law to be applied no, truly, or truly. get rid of it. And if you get rid of it, fine. It's what I hate is the unfair playing field where Christian me, conservative what, Christian churches get to break the rules with no consequences. Well,
1: to me, what kills me is the double speak. Is the I can't say I'm promoting Donald Trump, but I'm gonna say. I do believe in this, that, or the other thing. So uh, that is obvious. Like everybody knows, he's saying vote for Donald Trump, don't vote for Hillary, or whatever the the thing is. And ju- for me, just because to me it seems like nobody obeys the Johnson Amendment. So can we just kill it and then everybody can just be fucking honest for the first time? Yeah,
2: that's that's, that's kind of all how all where I'm I am right for. now. Uh, hey, let me ruin your day for you. In twenty, oh, 20- I forgot. I know, oh. I didn't. In 2012, uh, Reverend Jamal Bryan over there made headlines because he said during a uh, speech, during a sermon, homosexuality is not the only sin, but it is a sin. It is not an alternative lifestyle. It is an alternative rebellion. In fact, this
1: is 10 years ago.
2: This is 10 years ago. Has now here's he the thing. Changed? I I That's looked for I, I looked asking. for that answer. I did want to figure out cuz that was my first reaction. It's like, well, if that happened in 2012, I mean, there were plenty of Democrats who would have said something similar in 2012 and then they changed their damn ways like mm-hmm. Obama too. Um there's no indication I could find. That he has changed on this. In fact, a few years ago, when he was going to be a keynote speaker at a Martin Luther King Day event in Florida, Uh that request was taken away when people realized he made these anti-gay comments. Because this guy was also speaking out after the death of Trayvon Martin, after Mm. that murder. He's outspoken. He was uh, talking about the importance of that shooting and what it means for the black community but also they're like dude you can't speak here you've said some really horrible anti-gay things yeah. um, and I, I don't think he's i don't think he's changed his views on that one so just fyi before everyone goes How and makes it? this guy be a hero uh, treats him like a hero there are there are other people that It's such a bummer
1: <laughs> to <laughs> I feel like every podcast I listen to, every conversation I've had has been like, you know who I love is this guy. Wait, hold on. I need to look up, make sure he's not a monster these days. if you,
2: there's a phrase, it's called milkshake duck. Go Wikipedia, milkshake duck. That's the phrase for... If you like something, and like two minutes later, you find out, oh, no.
1: Oh, I've heard uh, the phrase, just your fave is problematic.
2: Oh, yeah. That too. Which Same idea. Which I think idea. everybody has yep.
1: problematic faves. You watch Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problematic fave. Indeed. Um,
2: oh, I got stuff for the bonus episode this time I that so I want to talk about. I'm so excited for
1: this bonus. Um, oh, are we done almost? Uh, I'm, so almost. I'm This is an interesting, bear.
2: totally, totally different story. I'm changing gears. So okay. I'm watching my creationist Kent Hovind videos this week. Kent Hovind. Yes, he's the guy who's not Ken Ham, but he runs a low-budget creation museum in big quotation marks in a rural Alabama town. Oh, in Alabama.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, So I'm
2: watching his videos as one does because you
1: hate yourself and you hate your life and you hate your children. This
2: is correct. And who shows up during one of his live streams? Me. It's a woman named Yolanda Flowers, who I I swear. I am as politically engaged. Nope. I'm as politically engaged as much as you could be. She is the Democratic nominee for governor of Alabama right now.
1: Oh, good for you, girl.
2: Had no idea. Her name is Yolanda Flowers. Yolanda you have,
1: Flowers. If
2: you haven't heard of her, <laughs> I'm guessing it's the same reason I haven't heard of her because this is Alabama. Because it's a top no shelf one, name. No one is looking at this race because the Republican incumbent governor, Kay Ivey, it's so sure that she's yeah, going to win yeah. that no one knows. Right now, here, pop quiz for you. No. We're in Illinois. Tammy Duckworth is running for the U.S. Senate uh-huh. for reelection. Who's the Republican she's running against?
1: John Racism. Not
2: even close. Like, I'm not even going to answer the question. It's, I don't, it's I don't a, care. There Tammy is a, Duckworth is my girl. There is a Republican woman running against a her. What? And no one talks about her at Listen, all. Listen, Tammy Duckworth she is, totally is my ride or a,
1: die. I want Tammy Duckworth to be president.
2: But she, I and think that's we the deserve thing. that. She's fine. She's a I lock for the Senate. Tammy. No one thinks she's going to lose the race, and she won't. Like, it'll be fine. She'll. But that's the thing that happens. Like, if you're in a race where the winner is pretty much guaranteed, mm. no one's paying attention to you. Anyway. So I'm watching Kent Hovind Who shows up It's Yolanda Flowers The Uh Democratic Gubernatorial candidate For what state again? uh, Alabama Alabama And what was surprising I'm like I don't know anything About this woman Huh Why is she at Kent Hovind's Creationist compound Well I mean she is the Democrat but also it's Alabama. Oh, she's
1: the, okay. She's
2: the Democrat.
1: Okay.
2: Um. Oh, and boy. so I'm listening for this. Just to give some background here. Who is Ken Hoven? He's not just a creationist who runs this creepy compound in He's Alabama. He's a jerk. He's a convicted tax cheat who was in prison for almost 10 years for cheating on his taxes. Um, ha- Excuse
1: yeah. me. How much do you have to fuck up in your taxes Very. that you're in, in jail for? 10 years. A
2: lot. A lot.
1: Has he not paid taxes since he was well, born? And,
2: <laughs> and then like last okay, year he sued the government sure. for, uh, we talked about this, $500 million. What did the
1: government do again? Uh,
2: nothing. Or he what just, did he say they did? I, it doesn't matter. It was stupid. Why were you And then me? the courts just were like, looked at it and they're like, no. Sir. And they just tossed it out. It was hilarious. Um, And also, a little child has drowned at Kent Hovind's theme park because there's no safety there. And also, he has a long history of abusing his ex-wives, plural. He's also, his assistant taped himself calling for the execution of drag queens via firing squad. This is where the Democratic candidate for governor (laughs) decided, I need to get attention wherever I can get attention. So I'm just I mean. going to stop here. So I'm like, what are you doing? Why are
1: we allowing people to run for office who think a whole segment of the population should be dead? Why Very good question. We're
2: cool because we're Republican. Okay, so Ken Hovind's like.
1: Do you think we're white men, life would be different for us?
2: Um, I I have mean, I guess in some pretty obvious ways. once thought about it. So,
1: I think you would be a really similar white dude to being a brown dude.
2: That's probably accurate. <laughs> So here's what Yolanda Flower says in this interview. I loved the tour. Everybody needs to come. This is a hidden secret. You know, this place is a hidden secret and we need to that. let everyone know about this. Jesus. Um... And then at some point he asked her, this is where I'm like, okay, you have no idea what you just stepped into, do you? Ken Hoven said, he starts just going on his typical stump speech. Uh-huh. He's like, you know, I asked atheists all the time. How do you tell right from wrong? Oh, What's he, your standard? Oh, well, he was talking to atheists. They, He's they talking have, to
1: me so many times. They
2: have no way to measure it. And what does she say? You could see the look on her face like, oh, I wasn't here for a theological debate of any kind. But she's like, "No, but you know what? You don't have to measure because God placed it inside of us, the ability to tell right from wrong. Okay. And I'm like, listen, you don't have to do this. why are mean? Why are you giving religious answers to this stuff? Um my the funniest part about this segment is that after they were done, um, he basically says to the camera, Ken Hovind, this is only a seven minute clip. He says to the camera, like, you know what? I, I don't even know what party she's from. I would invite anybody here. She says she's a candidate. I guess she is a candidate. What
1: am I doing with my hands?
2: You are jerking something off. <laughs> I mean, very poorly, I I'm might so- add.
1: Okay. First of but- all, I have fined. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jessica.
2: <laughs> Saving, you're being recorded. Saving that for the podcast.
1: Okay, go ahead. You finish your thing.
2: Um, so I go back to what the hell is she doing? What Why is would her you game show? Plan? Up? I don't know if she has a campaign manager, but if you do, what are you thinking? And also, you know, best even if scenario, you're in even if what you're is in a her game plan.
1: Even best if case you're, scenario.
2: Best case scenario is if you're in a red state mm. and you probably have no chance of winning the race. You should go all in on really progressive on really progressive policies and say because the people who are not Republican in those states, Uh you got to give me something to work with. Sure. Give me someone who can inspire me. There's one guy like right now, Charles Booker, who is running for Senate in Mm -hmm. Kentucky, Mm -hmm. who's very much Mm -hmm. uh, taking that chance against Rand Paul. Just saying, I am progressive. I am going to do these things. You got to. He's. Probably not going to win the race, but more people are excited by someone like that than like a... Conservative Democrat in a red state who's never going to win over Republicans Actually, anyway.
1: That happened last year. That happens
2: all the a time. A couple years
1: ago with Lynn, uh, who's the uh, Amy Senator? McGrath was the
2: one in uh, who ran against Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. In McConnell. That's what it was. Amy McGrath. It's like no one's excited. I'll vote for her because she's a Democrat, but no one's excited by well, that. It was interesting so give me something to be excited yeah. by. And Yolanda Flowers, who shows up to a creationist compound and says it's great, everyone should come here before telling people God placed goodness in our hearts, otherwise we would wouldn't know right from wrong it's like are you trying to make me not vote for you
1: when people okay so i've certainly as a person who interacts with human beings outside of my particular friends i've certainly had people ask me okay you're an atheist how do you how what are your morals come mm-hmm. from has that ever happened to you
2: yeah and i tell them i don't have any
1: great let's move on then that... who cares? <laughs>
2: And who gives I a don't. Fuck you what know what's is. funny? I don't have those conversations because I avoid you them. Because I people. don't talk to people, and if I do talk to people, I do not want to debate theology with you. I'm not Delahunty. I do not care what you believe. I don't care to like fight you on it. I just don't care. It doesn't intrigue me.
1: You know what's funny is I don't care to have debates about like the existence of God because to, I'm in the same place as you of like it doesn't matter either way to me. Like, if God exists or he doesn't, I'm going to live my life kind of the same way of just doing my best to be kind to people and whatever. Um, but truly, there are people who I have said, like, hey, yeah, no, I don't believe in God, but I work with special needs kids. Mm-hmm. I do volunteer work. I really believe in, like, the mission I have. And people are just, like, you're a monster. You're going go to go to hell. But I... I feel like there has to be a middle ground, right? Like, there has to be somebody out there who I can say, like, here, are, here is, like, how I live my life. I try to help special needs kids and all of this shit. Am I a good person to you? Like,
2: uh-huh.
1: statistically, a Christian person eventually is going to be like, yeah. <laughs> they will say yes, but job. you're still going
2: to hell. I mean...
1: I just don't understand it. I just don't... I genuinely don't understand this idea of, like, it doesn't matter what you actively do. It matters what you think. Mm-hmm. That is the most cuckoo bananas, crazy pants way to live Welcome your life. Welcome to evangelical Christianity. Heard. No, 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 no. True life. Uh, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm um, so tired.
2: Anyway, Yolanda I'm has sorry, I'm it, drunk. Yolanda Flowers is polling at 25%, in case anyone is curious. Out
1: of 100%? Out of 100%. Oh, and and I think
2: Kiv's at like 60 or 70. Like, K- there's no competition I-V, here.
1: Jesus, that name.
2: Um, Okay, I'm going to jump to one more story that I want to make sure we cover because it's it's amusing. New Mexico, <laughs> uh, Democratic state right now, Democratic governor, I should say. Uh, Mark get too comfortable there. Mark Ronchetti is the Republican running to become the governor of New Mexico. Okay, and he's a Republican. He's a Republican, but he's been trying to. He, the only way he's going to win this race against the Democratic incumbent is if he tries to convince all the voters that he's more moderate. ...than all the extreme Republicans, right? Okay. That's got to be your playbook if you're a Republican in those states. And when it comes to abortion, Mm. he said very clearly... Like, uh, he's trying to say, I am not an extremist like everyone else in my party. He says, I only want to ban the procedure after 15 weeks... And with exceptions for rape and incest and the life of the mother. That's been his stated public he's position. so brave. And just to be clear, that for is an extreme... when he gets
1: pregnant, <laughs> he's really going to appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Th-
2: just to be clear, that is an extreme position. It's just not a total ban from the moment of conception like I think some other Republicans. all
1: men who have opinions about abortion should be yelled at by me personally in their oh, yeah. face. And I'm mean...
2: That should be the campaign commercial. Thank you. And then
1: nobody wants me to talk to them, let alone being mean (laughs) to them.
2: So, like, here's the weird thing though. He's been going for months. He's been saying this for months. He's not an extremist. He wants sensible restrictions on abortion, but he's not anti it, you know, all the time for in all these cases. 15 weeks
1: for him. 15 weeks with exception.
2: That's his version of reasonable. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm gonna play this for you. This oh. is from a pastor um named Steve Smotherman, who no, you don't get to make fun of the name. Um my Smothering name is Hammond. You don't get to do top it. 10 name. So I don't know if <laughs> Smotherman fair. is Ronchetti's personal pastor, but Smotherman is the head of a big mega church. And if you're asking like who are the big evangelicals in New Mexico, he's one of them. He has a powerful pulpit. And what happened is uh, back in July, like when Ronchetti became the nominee wins the primary, uh-huh. uh, and people find out like Ronchetti's like, well, now that I'm the nominee, I want you all to know I am not an abortion extremist. You can trust me. I so support pulling back. Well, that's what he said from the beginning, okay. just to make clear to voters who'd never heard of him before. Like I'm not this the crazy extremist. Am. Yeah. I support sensible restrictions, whatever. What So Smotherman talks to his congregation and he's like, I know a lot of you saw those ads. I know a lot of you are very upset by them because this man is not taking a pro-life stance. He doesn't support no abortions from the moment of conception. But then he says, I'm paraphrasing here before I play this for you. He basically says, don't worry, you guys. He's totally with us when it comes to banning abortion in all situations at all times. He's with us. I know this because he told me personally. Jesus? uh, Wait, can you tell me the names
1: of the people who I'm about to hear? You're only
2: going to hear Steve Smotherman, Smotherman. the pastor, from a sermon that he gave in July. July
1: 2022?
2: Yeah. And he's talking about Mark Ronchetti, the guy who is now the nominee. All right. Here's uh, a clip from that sermon. I'll be definitely quiet. It's about a minute long.
3: Okay. We have two choices in New Mexico. We have the Wicked Witch of the North. Oh, Jesus. Or you have Mark Ronchetti. What? Now, I'm going to say this publicly.
2: You have the Democrat or him. I'm right. going to
3: say for all the news to get on and talk tonight, if they want, or tomorrow, about, oh, their 501c3, which they're so, so stupid, you have no idea so what stupid. you're talking about.
1: So stupid. That,
3: I'm telling the media that, but they won't put me on and do a live debate with all these attorneys they have that know nothing about what they're saying.
1: Got it. Yeah, definitely the attorney. So
3: we have two choices. Don't know anything. Now, I know Mark Ronchetti came out, and some people were very upset because he said, Well, I think it's reasonable that 15, up to 15 weeks, it's reasonable to have an abortion up to that point, but not after that point. And Mm. I know a lot of us got mad, and I did too. I had a long talk with him for hours. Hours. And I said, Dude, Two men who definitely were pregnant. He said, well, here's what I was trying to do. I said, yeah, I know what you were trying to do, but you didn't do it. And here's what he said. He said, listen, I just want to start with getting rid of partial birth abortion in the whole state. Jesus. Which we should be happy fucking with. Fucking Christ. And he said, but I can't just go in and do it all 100% because we won't ever get elected. He said, I just want to start. But his goal <gasps> would be to end abortion in New Mexico. Just so you know. he said, how did I know that? Because I talked to him for hours. Hang on. And I said you can't, you can't I won't support anybody that believes in killing a baby ever. Not I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you're right on other issues. That one issue is enough for me.
2: So,
1: first of all, I need to talk about when I'm really mad and Hemant throws a finger up in my face. It's so, so much I'm, work
2: to stop a clip in the middle.
1: <laughs> it's it's not, I just feel like I should be able to yell over whatever <laughs> audio we have. That's my <laughs> Throwing up that finger (laughs) makes me feel like a six-year-old getting scolded. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Okay. Literally, fuck everything. You know what I mean? So, just to be clear, what he said... ever cared about women, human adult women, who go through so much to carry a baby into this world, which is, frankly, a thing that society needs? And these people have such animosity toward people who carry babies that they won't even talk about it they're just like oh we're only thinking about pregnancy in terms of like how far along an abortion i don't know if you heard did you hear any of those gentlemen talking about like early childhood education or helping single no they mothers don't care at this church or or whatever these men Can I just be very clear? Can go jump straight up their own ass, crawl through their own face, and smile at me.
2: That's a graphic visual. Good. Mm -hmm.
1: I hope it makes everybody uncomfortable.
2: Yes. So, just to be clear, what this pastor was saying is I know he said he's for 15 weeks, and and with some exceptions. But he told me personally, that's just the starting point to get elected. After that, when he gets the power, I mean, he would I'm, absolutely want to ban it all the way.
1: Do you have a lot of human rights you're willing to sacrifice for your party? Or is there anything in particular? Like if I don't I said, have to because I, I'm
2: not a crazy person.
1: Well, if I said, I think you absolutely need to, like, you know, what's what's the thing when they... <laughs>
2: A vasectomy. (laughs)
1: Vasectomy. If the I hope you all know we
2: just played charades and I got vasectomy (laughs) with scissor fingers. Yeah, it
1: wasn't happy for either of us. Mm -hmm. But like, can you imagine somebody being like, "Hey, you need to get a vasectomy right now because we don't trust your ability (laughs) to decide if and when you make somebody pregnant or be pregnant." Like, genuinely, these people are such fucking monsters that all they care about. Is women grinding out, like, their conservative babies named Mm -hmm. Chandon or whatever their (laughs) names are? You got it right. I'm exhausted by this. These people are monsters. Because you know who I care about? I care about human beings who exist in the world and who I can look at and say, like, you're having a hard time. I need to help you. People I don't care about are ghosts.
2: Yes. There you go. I don't
1: give a shit about ghosts. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make their life feel better. Am I going to get haunted? Maybe. My house is only built in 2015. (laughs) So, like, it's not.
2: What I do appreciate is that all the like, Planned Parenthood's political arm put out a commercial basically blasting Ronchetti. Good. who's For the headline shows on the campaign ad screen, Pastor Ronchetti's goal is to end abortion in New yep. Mexico. Even during That's a his- debate, even during a debate, the Democratic governor uh, basically said, Mark Ronchetti wants to ban abortion. If you don't believe me, ask his pastor.
1: <laughs> ask him, The human person. These men who want to dominate our lives want women to be subversive. I don't know what else to tell you.
2: So the last week...
1: Subversive, was that the right word?
2: I don't know. Last week, the same pastor got... He did a sermon again, and now he's part of the news cycle because everyone's quoting oh, him in goodness. the commercials. So he's like,
1: I was worried here's I was going to he hear says. enough about white Christian I, men. I know.
2: Here's what he says to the pulpit this uh, more recently. By the way, don't listen to any of the commercials. I want to say this publicly because I'm sick of it. I never betrayed him. I know there's a commercial out there. Huh? I never Mark Ronchetti. Uh, Uh, I know there's a commercial out there. Never have. I was in a meeting with three other people and him, and we vetted him. And when we vet people, it's never private. It's never confidential. The reason we vet them is so we know what they believe. Folks, I assure you, he told me exactly what I said. Exactly. But he got on TV and said he didn't. He's kind of telling his congregation, like, I, I swear, he told me he wanted to ban all abortion. But also he is saying... You can vote for him because he's lying to the public, but he's not lying to us. Yeah. That's the implication there.
3: Yeah,
1: that's fine. We're not other people.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I hate
1: this. I hate everything. Are we almost done? I'm so angry at literally everybody. Can you... Do you have a... Really
2: quickly, the spokeswoman <gasps> for the Democratic governor said in an email, Ronchetti is, quote, lying to the voters. Of course uh, I'm sorry. They said, is he lying to the voters or lying to the pastor? The only thing we know for certain it's is both. that Mark Ronchetti is a liar. And they when they reached out to the Ronchetti campaign about the pastor's comments, the campaign has no further comment on the issue. They don't want to do even worse on this. I
1: hope people don't get mad at me for, like, being super over the show that I do every <laughs> week. I just need people to know that, like, this is... Can I end on a happy really story? It's for me. I'll and end on a happy story. You guys don't story. have to be mean to me. Yeah, I meant What the fuck ever. <laughs> and by
2: happy story, I mean it's horrible. Um, <laughs> in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, uh, four Jehovah's Witnesses re- this past week they were charged. Four of them, with charged Jehovah's with Witnesses. sexually abusing a total of nineteen. Kids, I'll tell you where it's good in a bit. I'm sorry, you Not led yet. with this. I know. As a I happy lied. story, I lied. And I, I wanted like to don't talk about what
1: this. Is anymore. So,
2: okay. Um, who's <laughs> bringing the charges here? It's Josh Shapiro, who's the Attorney General of Pennsylvania, who also happens to be their Democratic nominee for governor right now. Okay, but he's also the guy who remember a couple years ago when they said we did a grand jury investigation into the Catholic Church. Yeah, and we discovered that they've. Covered things up. We of know what these pastors did. It's
1: Pennsylvania you said, right? "Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that and was a huge story. Not
2: only was it a huge story in Pennsylvania, it got the ball rolling in other states. Yes. So attorneys general started investigating Catholic dioceses in their states. That up. was Josh Shapiro as well. Oh, it's so been
1: poorly for me
2: this week. He's the one who said, "Guess what? My office just did. What did they we do? filed charges against these four Jehovah's Witnesses because we have evidence that they." sexually abused these 19 wow. kids including some of their own i should tell you that one of the four guys that they charged with crimes uh-huh. when the police went to go arrest him he took his own life yeah that the sounds other three right. That's- the other three have been charged they are gonna await the trial now um and i won't get into the specific crimes they're heinous they're horrible but um this is what you want you want an attorney general who says i don't care what religion you are if you're hurting kids we're coming after you. And it doesn't matter if you have a religious reason for doing whatever it is you're doing. Of that's course. not going to stop us from coming after you. And if these three dudes that are remaining are convicted, they would probably spend the rest of their lives behind bars, which is good. I mean, like, that's yeah, the that's... least that could happen. And uh just one more. This is genuinely good news. In Brazil... Bolsonaro, the president there, lost his reelection bid. And mm. this is a Trump-ish type of figure mm. whose campaign was entirely pushed up with evangelical Christians. Sure. He played that angle so much, oh, play- saying, of course I hate gay people. Of course we would... Uh, treat women poorly. That's a
1: big block you can grab. He was
2: counting on the evangelical vote to push him to victory Uh, and he fell short. And because of that, the Amazon might be in a better position. The environment's going to be better. Civil rights are hopefully going to be in a better place. All of that because evangelical Christians lost that election Um huge news not just politically but for uh religious reasons too. I'm the first to
1: say I'm terrible about following international news, but this is that's the part of it
2: you should all be aware of. Like and again, that means they can be defeated even when it seems like they can't. Remember that. Listen, if you haven't voted, go vote this weekend. Do it early. Polls will be open almost certainly in any state. They'll be open this weekend. Um, but make, do it before Tuesday. I, I don't say, want some shit to happen Tuesday morning and then you can't vote. Get it done now I when you're listening this to this. I say this is
1: that the midterm elections after a new president is elected is always a fucking nightmare. Yeah, so Democrats traditionally t- would I mean, lose everybody by a it genuinely like voting against the party in power for midterms is a really smart bet.
2: Um, And if you live in a state where there is a close election, more than ever, don't just vote yourself. Get everyone. You better make sure everyone around you is doing it and help them. If, like, get to the polls. Help drive them there. Whatever you can do to make it work, get it done.
3: I don't know what else. If you're listening to this
2: podcast and you didn't do it, I don't know who you are. I agree. We probably are. But... But if you're listening to this, the one thing you can do is get everyone in your circles to do it as well. And if they don't care, good. Help them. Fill out. Yeah. <laughs> Tell I, them to fill out the ballot can, for the people that you like because they don't give a shit.
1: Can I just talk about quickly a thing? Um, I, I was speaking about my my best friend from college, Leslie, our friend Lauren. They both live in Kentucky. Um, and if you're paying attention to politics, you know that Kentucky is a a state that when we lost Roe v Wade they no longer have the right to an abortion. Um, and so it was wild my my very dear friends came up this past weekend and it turned out we all got IUDs within the same week. Because gang if you're not aware of it women across the country are losing our fucking minds. We I I I can Only speak for myself. This is fucked and scary. And gal, my Leslie is... I'm sorry, this is so... Leslie is the the little sister who I never had. We met when we were in college because we were both English major and dance minors. And she's married and she's an adult and she's fine, but I have this, um, uh, you know, this... I want to take care of her. And to realize that my best friend in the entire world, like if she gets pregnant and does not want to be that, she, I don't know, she she doesn't have anything. Like she can come up here to me. Um,
2: So if you're not voting, do it because you care about other people. Be empathetic. There are other
1: people who care, who just gang, we're doing our best. And even if you are not pregnant or have never been pregnant or have never been concerned about being pregnant, if you don't understand the scare, the pregnancy scare... my, uh, Have you ever had a
2: pregnancy scare? I have not.
1: Okay. I have several times, and it's the fucking worst. I just want to be very clear that the decision to become pregnant and have a kid is... So important and so deeply personal. And I made that decision that I wanted to do that and it still didn't work out. Nobody should be forced. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've just had like seventeen glasses of wine and I hate <laughs> men. It's kind of the problem that I'm having right now. haven't where can we find you on the end? Hey,
2: I'm at I'm so Meta. sorry,
1: this is a bad episode. I'm so sorry about it. <laughs>
2: I met, haven't met on Twitter as long as Elon will have me. What
1: are we doing about Twitter? We'll talk about it in the bonus. Uh, oh, um, really?
2: Sure. Uh, you can also support this show at patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Mm-hmm. Go to the Discord channel. Go to a private Facebook group. Um, and where do we find you?
1: Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Jess Blimke. I was trying to find a thing. Thing, but um, couldn't find one. Uh, you can always help us out by reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you have. And I don't know, are you related to Amazon? Do you want to? get us money for doing this dumb podcast oh
2: yeah totally we would love that Uh so our
1: bonus episode is coming up i'm back to talking about listen i've talked about two i've watched two episodes of survivor and i have a lot of strong opinions about it also i watched two episodes of love is blind so i'm gonna yell at you about that gang our bonus episodes are pretty fun i think Unclear. I hope to see you all then. Hammond's been on his phone for three minutes. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.